Welcome to Frequency Matters, the RF Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with Jerome Patu, Director of Marketing, Aerospace and Defense at Analog Devices. Welcome, Jerome. Hello, Pat. It is good to see you. Um, thank you for having me. It's great to be here and be part of this conversation. Yeah, so today I thought we would discuss radar technology and how that might evolve over the, in the future. So, Jerome, why does radar technology need to evolve and how does that influence new electronic technologies? But that's a good question to start with. So in aerospace and defense, any evolution is typically linked to limitations of previously used technologies, whether it is to a new threat or to new applications. In the case of radar, it's, it's a bit of both. Uh, on one hand, uh, the evolution of radars is driven by the necessity to detect more sophisticated threats and respond quickly. Uh, among those new threats that are emerging, you can find, for example, small targets uh, like, like drones or drone swarms, uh, hypersonic targets, um, uh, stealth fighters that, ha that have become uh, more uh, smarter in avoiding detections. Um, and the evolution of radar is also fueled by the need to support advances in non-military application as well, uh, in areas such as weather formation monitoring, uh, collision avoidance, uh, autonomous cars, or uh, air traffic control, for instance. Uh, all these radar applications require continuous evolution of advanced technologies, advanced capabilities, so they can essentially continue to help protect life or to help uh, improve quality of life. So back to your point, on how these evolutions influence new technologies. AESA radar, which stands for Active Electronically Scanned Array Radars, continue to evolve to larger and more complex arrays. Uh, they use multi-beams that can be simultaneously steered in multiple directions at the same time uh, without moving an antenna. Uh, they offer a higher resistance to jamming and form uh, the basis of 3D radars by providing the location of the target, its speeds, um, and more accurate distinction of the targets. So for example, distinguishing um, a bird from a drone. There is a continual need for performance, greater range and resolution, lower detection thresholds, precise spatial envelope control, multiple frequency band coverage and mission convergence. These needs drive more advanced electronics uh, in, and disruptive technologies. Analog devices is at the center of innovation in all areas uh, supporting these evolutions. We do that by leveraging uh, smart high-frequency digitizers uh, with hardened but flexible DSP capabilities, um, high-performance RF two-bit solutions, platforms for precise calibration and synchronization of multiple channels in beamforming implementation, uh, as well as power-efficient advanced GAN amplifiers and the ability to integrate on chip, in package, and in modules. In addition, software-defined uh, capabilities allow mission convergence. So you can have one set of hardware um, being software-adjusted to multiple missions. Lastly, we even offer uh, red-hard versions of complex uh, integrated solutions for designs of radar systems are going to, um, going to space. Uh, this includes, for example, beamformers, uh, high-speed digitizers, uh, transceiver. Uh, so staying ahead of uh, sophisticated threats, reducing SWAPC, which stands for size, 
weight and, and uh, power and cost and facilitating the adoption of new disruptive technologies are all challenges recognized at ADI today. Um, and we constantly invest in innovative ways uh, to help our customers increase the capabilities of their radar systems. Yeah, ADI really does a lot in the system chain. They do it from antenna to bits, so there's a lot of content to add there. So uh, where do you see phased array architectures evolving in radar applications in the future? So what we tend to see at our customers is that a combination of analog and digital beamforming is the most popular architecture used today for the system level architecture. Um, full digital beamforming has some advantages and its adoption will likely accelerate in AESA radars, especially now with uh, ongoing advancement in RF component integration. Um, however, the chosen beamforming uh, technology really depends on a set of trade-offs um, to a particular mission profile. Uh, terrestrial radar, for example, and airborne radars uh, have very different constraints related to the adoption of beamforming uh, technology, whether it is analog or digital beamforming. Um, but whether the application requires analog beamforming, digital beamforming, or even hybrid beamforming, analog devices uh, has been uh, investing R&D dollars in technologies that, are, um, that, that support all uh, combinations. Um, also, direct sampling architecture um, at L and S bounds uh, can be realized today with uh, available RF sampling converters. And uh, we, also, we are also moving to direct sampling at higher frequency, frequency bands. Um, so our phased array technology can enable smart radio partitioning and relevant integration. Uh, so our customer can reduce uh, swap C uh, and get to market faster, basically. Um, on a similar note, um, ADI provides enablement platforms for phased array uh, technologies, uh, such as um, the Quad MXFE uh, phased array platform for SNL bands, uh, the, and also the X-band development platform. Uh, these platforms support customers in the fast adoption and validation of subsystem architecture, so they can quickly integrate new technologies into a system, uh, a real system solution. Uh, customers can also develop their own uh, proprietary um, uh, IPs uh, and quickly validate them uh, on a development platform. Uh, so uh, they can uh, reduce the development, um, the development time, development effort, the time to market, basically, and also ease the design of the final products. Lastly, another evolution in phased array um, radars uh, comprises of more processing power at the edge. Uh, so, especially in larger array implementations, where the number of beams increases um, and drives the needs for um, more processing power, um, and also because of the push for a digital beamforming implementation, uh, where we need some processing after uh, each element. You mentioned different types of phased array beamforming technologies at the system level. How are systems designers making the trade-offs between analog, digital, and hybrid beamforming? And so transmit receive modules or, or TR modules are located behind each antenna element and analog beamformers are placed behind the TR modules. So the analog beamformer um, combines all the elements to a centralized receiver channels. Um, therefore, analog beamforming reduces the number of channels to be digitized. 
So this usually leads to lo the lowest power consumption, uh, but they have the most complicating RF routing task. This limits the practical number of beams that can be supported. Um, this is, however, a very attractive option for power limited application in contested spectrum scenarios. And to give you some example of good beam formers, uh, the ADR3000 and the ADR3001 um, are recent beam former ICs uh, in the context of analog beam forming. They are ADI's latest BICMOS highly integrated beam former for SATCOM. Um, and they offer multi beam operation, uh, fast beam hopping. And they're also uh, very low power consumption with less than 12 milliwatt per channel. Um, in digital beam forming now, the beams are created in the digital domain. A precise calibration and synchronization are required between channels uh, and supporting higher boundaries typically requires uh, more sophisticated digitizers. Uh, and usually that leads to higher power consumption. Um, however, digital beam forming is um, offer an excellent beam control and the simplest RF routing. Uh, many more beams can be supported uh, and can be steered simultaneously, uh, which makes it a very attractive architecture for high data payload applications. We can realize digital beam forming today using ADI's highly integrated um, digitizers, such as the MXFE family AD908X uh, and ADI uh, development platforms can help with challenges related to calibration and synchronization of, um, of multiple channels in digital beamforming implementations. Finally, for hybrid beamforming, there is a converter behind a group of elements that we call a subarray, resulting in a most acceptable trade-off between the pure analog case and the pure digital case um, regarding power, uh, um, board real estate, and, um, and processing capabilities especially in large array implementations. So while analog devices is investing in the future of uh, digital beamforming, we are equally uh, committed to investing in uh, integrated beamformers, uh, analog beamformers, in order to support our customer with the technologies to realize the system beamforming architecture um, needed for their mission, mission profile. So phase arrays have traditionally been made up of TR modules with the proliferation of the flat panel arrays for 5G and satellite applications, do you see the radar evolving that way? 5G communications and radar technology have a different system requirement, but the progress we have seen in the beamforming techniques in communications are also seen in radar when moving to flat panel implementations. Historically, TR modules um, were multi-technology with perhaps a, a pin, pin diode switches, ferrite-based phase shifter, uh, gas amplifiers, and silicon controllers. Uh, this forced um, a large form factor whose cross section still had to fit within the lattice uh, spacing of the array. Um, more recently, as a circuit element were able to be implemented on a, on a monolithic piece of silicon, uh, one beamformer IC with integrated amplifiers can serve multiple elements in a flat panel uh, at K-band today. Uh, even in cases requiring uh, gas or GAN uh, TR modules, uh, today we can, we can have four um, modules, uh, four, four modules and one beamformer IC fitting into an X-band lattice. For example, uh, four ADI-ADT-R1107 TR modules. 
and when um, ADAR 1000 beamformer uh, are used on uh, uh, ADI's latest X-band development platform. So you mentioned GAN technology. How is GAN affecting the architecture and packaging configurations of phased arrays? So given the restriction on lattice spacing in radar to be half wavelengths, um, solid-state GAN uh, solutions are enabling high-power AESA. This put pressure, of course, on packaging solutions and cooling techniques uh, to get the power out of the antenna. And ideally, this would be a simple PCB with no heat sinking. Um, the efficiency, reliability, and power density of GAN amplifiers have made it uh, an attractive replacement for TWT amplifiers, uh, which would have been uh, way too large physically for AESA uh, technology. Um, there is a continued focus on uh, to make the GAN PAs more efficient to generate less heat like, um, like with, with new process technology, uh, embedded heat sinking technologies within the PCB and extracting uh, um, heat in various ways. There are higher thermally conductive materials in development today that would allow the customers to adopt an SMT solution um, that would most likely be preferred. Um, so ADI uh, is investing in GAN. Um, ADI now has a, a, a fast-growing portfolio of GAN amplifiers that support an array of applications across radar, of course, and but also electronic warfare. Um, and as a matter of fact, ADI recently released high-power, high-efficiency C, S, and X-band GAN PAs, which help enable high-performance AESA radars. Well, it's great to hear that Analog Devices is investing in the evolution of radar technology. And Jerome, really appreciate your insights in the analog and digital beamforming and the trade-offs of both architectures. It's very interesting to learn about the latest technology from ADI, such as the single-chip analog beamformer ICs, monolithic high-performance digitizer solutions with the enhanced DSP's capabilities, and single-package transmit and receive modules that enable high-performance integrated architectures. ADI is kind of unique in offering that complete antenna-to-bit solution, and they're really at the forefront of radar technology that will help manufacturers attain their SWAPC challenges. So thank you again for being with me today, and thank you to our audience for watching Frequency Matters.